You're listening to Small Business Made Simple, a podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs. Most of our interviews aren't with professional speakers and authors. The bulk of our interviews are with hardworking business owners that are out in the community building their businesses, leading their teams, and leaving a legacy. And they want to share what they've learned with you. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the owner of One Click Agency, a website design company for small businesses, and I'm also one of the co-hosts of this show. Our goal today is to help you stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Small Business Made Simple, where we take the complex theories and strategies and make them simple to understand and put into action. My name is Tim Kroll. I'm a coach, consultant, speaker, and your co-host for today, and I'm excited to jump into today's topic. Delegation, that's going to be one of our awesome topics that we're talking about. I'm here with Megan Johnson. She is the owner of Knack and Company. She runs that, but she's also a mom with two kids under five. Plus, what did you say, a needy dog? So you've got like three kids, right? <laughs> three kids. So, so you're trying to balance being a mom, you know, the whole business aspect. And I think if I recall, you've got 14 or 15 people that are working within your company, plus yeah. all of your clients. Oh my goodness, that is a lot of stuff, a lot of really cool things. I am so excited to unpack all of this stuff today because we've talked before in one of our networking calls and I absolutely loved it. Love your energy, love your leadership skill. Uh, so let me just start with this because I, I stole this from somebody off of one of your testimonials. And this is what really made me realize how powerful of a leader you are. So she said, it was took ownership of her work and even the responsibility of others. And I thought, man, does that ever classify a leader? Because when you take responsibility for somebody else's actions, because of whatever reason it is, that shows true leadership. And so, again, introducing Megan, please, I want you to just kind of give us a little bit of your journey. How did you become so awesome at what you're doing right now? <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me on. So I have, like you said, I'm the owner of Knack & Company. My journey started working in the administrative field. So Knack & Company is a virtual administrative business solution company. I started in that field when I was 16 years old. So fast forward 21 years, I'm where I am now. I've done anything and everything between a 16-year-old working as an admin in a real estate office to ending up working for a vice, senior vice president at a major healthcare industry. And um, I had between those times of raising babies and um, <laughs> growing a business, I also have my degree in behavioral science. And so wow. when I had my daughter um, three years ago, I was trying to think of a way to use everything that I've learned as working for different fields and doing different things and how to apply it to help businesses and entrepreneurs and what I can do. So that started Mac and Company. And mm. um, one of the big things everyone always asks me is, what does your company name stand for? Yep. And um, I had two sisters pass away when I was very young. And so I live my life every single day trying to honor them. And so it's actually their initials, Nikki and Casey. So um, I named my company after them, just as a big part of who I am. So I yeah, love so, that story. So if I can pause you there, because I think yeah. that's so important. The why behind what we do is so critical and it gives us passion and it drives us. And I love that part of your story. So thank you. I just think it's so awesome to hear that again. Thank you. And you know, like, like I said, they, who their 
them passing away impacted me as a young kid. And so mm -hmm. it is who I am today is because of everything I've learned from that experience. And then also being a mom and having a daughter, like, I want her to see me working hard and mm -hmm. being a leader and what it means to be a leader. So between all of those, my kids and my sisters, it's really what drives me every single day, every that's, day. That's so cool. That's so exciting too. So, Thank you. Uh, so you started this awesome company. Um, again, I know that you work with some really great companies. You have in clients. You've got some really great staff that you work with. Yeah. Um, in fact, when we were talking, you were kind of sharing on their, some of their coal expertise. So I don't want to steal your fire, but what have you learned and what would you say has been your biggest lesson about leadership as far as starting the company? Obviously, you got to lead your kids. And if we define leadership as influence, you've got a wide range of influence. And I think that's really incredible. So what are some things that you've learned? What are some things that we can apply as far as in our business? Obviously, I know you've got delegation things. And we talked a little bit about the behavioral science off air. Take us down the road. What, do you, what have you learned? What can we learn from you? So, you know, I... I, when I was younger, I never really envisioned myself being an owner, a boss. I just kind of, you know, I, I, I wasn't raised in an entrepreneur family. So um, to kind of jump in, my dad is an entrepreneur now, but um, to jump in, um, it was a big learn, <laughs> learning for me. Like I had to really like go down a path and there was some stressful nights, but I think the biggest thing I learned, like you said, one is delegation. And because my company is my baby, like it was hard for me to really learn to be okay with handing things off to my team. And it just helped with my, every single one of my team members are amazing and they're hard workers. Um, so that's a big thing I think with leadership, but also is like, I like to use my behavioral science degree and using it as a support system to my admins. All of them are in the same boat as me. 99% of them are moms um, working from home, trying to do something, um, taking on clients and everybody's, every business needs different. Mm -hmm. Every client's needs are different. So it's kind of like, not only like, are you, you're their admin, but you're also their support system. And so when you're supporting them and you're supporting your staff it's a lot to take on so there's many times that i have my admins calling me asking for help on different things and is i think that's where it's a fine line of being a support system and being a micromanager so i think that's my biggest thing i had to learn is finding that middle ground of saying this is what you need to do and checking in on them without you know drilling things in their head like this is what it is this is how you have to do it and you know and with it being my baby my company being my baby that was a big lesson of how to like that fine line of working with them and teaching them to do things but still being a part of it right so can we unpack that a little bit yeah <laughs> like because i think you just touched on one of the greatest challenges and when i coach other businesses i run into the same thing it's the fact that as a business owner it's your baby it's something mm -hmm. that you love and then mm -hmm. trying and giving other people the ability to have that responsibility. So let's unpack that. Let, let's look at that. Like, cause I know for fact that many, many, many people struggle with this going from that, like you said, that balance between micromanaging and supporting. Yeah. So how, how would we go about unpacking? What would be something, maybe an illustration? How did you overcome that challenge? So for instance, one of the admins I had in the past, um, I, I would, so like one friend thing is, for instance, is a lot of the things we do is like, so social media is one thing. Mm -hmm. So it's how I kind of do that is um, I always follow what my client, what they're doing. So let's say they're doing a social media account. I always follow it. I always kind of do, 
get in so I see the work. Mm-hmm. And I kind of every once in a while, you know, suggest things because then I have to remind them that it, like it's, it's my baby. So like what they're doing impacts my, my name of my company. So, right. um, going through and just kind of helping guide them along, following what they do, kind of throwing in suggestions here and there, like, Hey, that was a really great post or this is a really great article, but let's try doing it this way. And kind of going that down those paths of, um, supporting them, but guiding them as well. So how do you keep them accountable then? How do you, cause especially like you just said, you're looking at, you following some of the things and what if they go way off the tracks? What, what about that kind of a situation? So I've had that too. And I guess that's the problem. The thing that's really great about having my degree is a lot of times I have the clients calling me. So I'm not only dealing with the admin portion of it, but I'm also dealing with the client portion of it. Mm. So I, I, I like to keep in, even though they're between 14 of my assistants, um, I still know each and every single one of their clients. And so, wow. um, I, I know when their clients or their contracts are done, I know everything. So I can, I know their personalities. I always like to do the pre-screening. So if I'm seeing something that goes off track, I just circle back with them and say, Hey, per our conversation initially, unless things have changed, you know, this is what we agreed to do. We agreed that it's not going to be X, Y, Z. It's going to be this. And, um, And like I said, I let them build their relationship with their client, but they have to, I I just ask that they keep me informed. So that way I do see things off track. I know it's because the client asked them to do it or if it's because they're feeling it needs to go that way. Um, So that's the big part of it is I get to know the client on every single aspect as well as they do. So that way I can kind of help them with it and help them shape things, um, what they're supposed to be doing. Right. Wow. All right. So you're balancing between the support and micromanaging with your assistants. Mm-hmm. You're managing the relationship with the clients kind of like a, is that like what you consider high level? Kind yeah, of I would say high level. Okay. Yeah. And so obviously there's probably been some challenges between the assistant and the client. Yes. Yes. It, maybe we can unpack that a little bit and see like, what, what have you learned to be able to, how do you work through that conflict? How do you work through some of the challenges when a client maybe is completely unhappy with something, the work that, that one of your assistants did? And then how do you come back around on that? Is the client always right? Is the assistant always right? Like, where do you fall in that, that arena? That's a hard part as a business owner, because Hey, you don't want to lose the respect of the client, but yet you need to stick up for your team. So mm-hmm. um, if I see that, yes, the, the client, is right, then I always make sure that we backtrack and fix the mistake. So whatever it is. Now, if the client is in the absolute wrong, you know, I, that's when I definitely have to jump in because to save the relationship between the assistant and the client, because they're the ones that work so closely together. I always say that sometimes I need to jump in and be the bad guy and just remind the client like, Hey, this is what we agreed on. This is what's not happening. And this is what needs to take place. Um, to be honest with you, within my three years, I haven't really lost any clients other than the ones that I have is due to their businesses closing or the client retiring. Um, just because of my behavioral science background, I feel like I can imply that into like conversations with them. And I'm such a people person that I never want to offend anyone. So I always try to find the ways of working it where they understand what they agreed to. And if there's not a, um, if there's not a way to solve that problem and it's just a clash between the two, I always reassign the client to somebody else. Mm. Yeah. I, it's finding that common ground. I think that's so important uh, because so, 
we don't even need to go down this road because everybody's familiar. I mean, right now in our society, we've got so many <laughs> split things that are going on. Yes. It's crazy. Yes. But yet so often we can find that common ground and that typically will end up saving the relationship. It will typically, wow, I, I, out of everything, I mean, I think that's a huge, huge lesson that we can learn as a, as a leader is to, to look for that common ground. Definitely. And I always have this joke and I feel like it applies for the admins too, that when you're hiring on somebody to work with your business, especially an assistant, that the people who know you best in life are your spouse, your ex-spouse and your assistant (laughs) because they're in your life so much. And so it's important for the client to really like the admin, but it's so important for the admin to really get along with the client because if there's just a clash there, both of their lives are going to be miserable. And Mm -hmm. I just don't want to see that because my whole purpose of my company is to help these men and women have a flexible schedule to work from home. And so I I don't want them to hate waking up on a Monday morning, dreading the work week. I want to be able for them to really enjoy their client and what they're doing. Here at OneClick, we know that at the end of the day, you just want to be a successful business owner. And in order to do that, you need a website that looks amazing and gets results. The problem is you don't know where to start when it comes to building a website, which makes you feel overwhelmed every time you try to begin the process on your own. We believe you should never feel overwhelmed about building a website. We understand what it feels like not knowing where to start, which is why we can handle the work for you. Here's how it works. Step one, visit oneclickagency.com to get a quote. Step two, let us build you a professional website. And step three, your business will stand out online without you lifting a finger. Visit oneclickagency.com today so you can stop feeling overwhelmed about your website and instead get a professional to build one that stands out from your competition and gets you results. Looking at, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff here between the pre-screening that you're doing to be able to find out who the people are so that way you can make the best fit to building out basically an education system for your assistants uh, where you're guiding them rather than forcing them. I mean, the biggest question that comes up in the mind is how, how do we do all of that stuff? If you were talking to a, another individual and they were saying, well, look, I've got another company that I'm bringing on techs or I'm bringing on an accountant or I'm bringing on whatever. And I've got to train my people. I know that I lean towards micromanaging. I know I want to get to the point of guiding how would they get from one to the other? I think that a big part of it is so being a part of their work and just, for instance, for me, like um, there's one of my admins who was, she's got a very sensitive client. So it's just kind of um, joining phone calls with them and being just the person in the back. And sometimes I'll shoot a text and be like, Oh, don't say that. Or, you know, make sure you're doing this or make sure this, you know, add this into the conversation, just being a part of it and guiding them in those, the work, you know, um, I know a lot of part is when you are hiring different businesses is the training portion of it. So the big thing is, is I always remind both parties is there's going to be a learning curve. So there's going to have to be that trial and error. And after six months, if there's still a big trial and error, okay, then there's something probably off that we need to figure out what that is. But I think that's the biggest part of it is just being able to jump in and being a fly on the wall and jumping in when you need it, you know, just being able to guide them that way. And, um, 
it's, and then it's up to me. It's, it's funny to watch is when my admins first start with me, um, they're always like, I need you to be on every single thing. And then pretty soon they're like, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, I had a call last week with this person. And I'm like, great. You have that confidence, but it's just, I think that's the big part of it is being there when they need it and listening in when you need it. And then jumping in at that point and building their confidence to do the work and to do it correctly. Yeah. And I love the word that you're using, which is guiding, because that I think embodies everything. Uh, when I was going through one of my coaching trainings, they would always tell her, you need, you need to be the whisperer. In other words, you need to be whispering in their ear, not publicly telling them or publicly, yes. you know, you've got to be whispering in their ear. And it sounds like that's what you mean by guiding. Is that very similar? Yes. 100%. So before I left, one of the, my uh, working in the corporate field, um, one of my leaders was not that way. She was one of those that would go out of her way to embarrass publicly, like tell everybody what somebody did wrong or, mm. you know, in the middle of somebody talking, she'd interrupt and be like, no. And I just, to me, that was just a bad leader. Like, cause you're, if you're embarrassing your client or your, your employee and then making them feel belittled, they're not going to enjoy their work. So it's just, silently guiding them, you know, being like the back support system and building because building their confidence. Cause if someone's not confident in their work, it's going to show. So if you mm -hmm. can build it in the back and help them, um, they're going to shine with whatever they do, whatever the project is. I love that. So let me ask one step deeper because I think this also goes back to culture. So how have you seen this impact and uh, make a difference in your company culture? with how the guiding correct um i would say like it's been really great because i especially with everything going on with covid i'm having so many women come out and you know, reach out to me about wanting to work for me and a lot of them um are referrals from my current admins and they're saying mm -hmm. you know this is the way this is a leader who and not to like pat myself on the back or anything but they are saying like this is somebody who's going to help learn the company because some of them come to me and they have um they've never done virtual assistant work they've mm -hmm. never done working from home you know working from their home office and having the flexibility so it's a completely new experience so it has really i think broadened my my doors because when I first started, we were just virtual assistants and now we're covering, I am having bookkeepers. I have a ghostwriter. So all these different types of businesses are joining on because they like how the structure of my company is. They always say a talent attracts a talent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, I mean, that's a, uh, an incredible um, testament to the way that you're building the company. If you've got your, current assistants referring other people to come and to work. Yeah. Uh, it, it reminds me a lot of Zappos. Once an individual gets into Zappos, it's almost like their family and they never leave. And they always tell all their families, you need to come work here because this is so awesome. Um, it reminds me of that story. And that's really incredible. I mean, to be building that and then attempt and not, not, I shouldn't say attempt, but to be raising two kids on top of all of that. And, you know, the whole everything that happens at the home, I'm sure there's a lot of responsibility. So how do you balance all of that? How do you as a leader, keep your sanity. <laughs> <laughs> um, going to bed early is a big part of it. <laughs> Get those kids to bed at seven. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. You know, it's, um, that was, I think, a struggle in the beginning is finding the balance. Um, I, not that I perfected it by any means, because there are certain days that by like six o'clock I'm wiped out because I didn't balance it right. Mm -hmm. um, I think it is, you know, just setting the guidelines of, you know, like, 
this is kid time and this is family time. Because running a business, I mean, any entrepreneur can tell you, there's no straight line of this is my business yep. hours and this is my family hours. It definitely merges in together. So trying to find that balance of saying, okay, I have to spend this amount of time with my kids. This is important. And this is my time I need to focus on my clients. And so it's just trying to find that. And um, for me, it's nap time with my kids or going to bed early. And it's mm. just banging time for Megan as well. And that's right. really hard for any entrepreneur, any leader to do is just finding that 10 minutes of just like opening up a book that I want or pouring a glass of wine or whatever mm. it may be just to focus on me. Because if my mental health isn't right, it's going to affect every single part of my life. Yeah. Can you say that again? Because <laughs> yeah. that's so important. You got to say it again. <laughs> just writing you time and me time. If my mental health isn't right, it's going to affect everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah, it, it's so true. And what yeah. I have found, I have found the same thing. If I don't actually disconnect and if I don't get into that position, I slow down my creative ability to solve the challenges and to solve problems. And I, when I show up, I'm already immediately impatient and I'm already yeah. on edge and because I just haven't taken back. So I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. Cause I, that is the one thing I would say truly has been lacking in a lot of business owners and a lot of business leaders lives is the, the balance of taking time for yourself. Oh my goodness. And I would feel, especially with, you know, everything going on in the world today with COVID and the fear of businesses and mm -hmm. um, just like you feel like you have to keep working harder and harder and you push yourself more. And by the end of the day, everyone is just so burnt out. And so that's why it's sometimes it is just unplugging your phone and going up north and camping for a weekend, you know, mm -hmm. having no cell service to purposely not answer any phone calls because you have to have that time. You have yeah. to. Yeah. And it's amazing when you come back, how quickly you can get some things done. Oh yeah. You're way more like energized to be like, this is why I started the business and mm -hmm. this is why I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah it, for sure. So if I could say any of the benefit to that, and I think you would echo this, the benefit is the fact that I can get more done coming back off of a yes. time away than I did when I was just completely burnt out. Yeah, so definitely. Do it. <laughs> it's yes, important. <laughs> it is. And exactly. So important. Yeah. Yes. All right. So if we were to, uh, we're going to get close to our time here, but if we're starting to wrap up. What would you say, you know, if we could say these were the number one things, these are the takeaways, this is something that, and this is the challenge that I find with so many people is we listen to a podcast, we listen to somebody talking, and then we don't go and implement. We don't right. go and take the steps or we don't find that one thing that we can apply to our lives. So if we were going to break it down, which I love doing and saying, you know, especially in this, this whole thing is small business made simple. So what is a simple step? What is a simple takeaway that we need to implement? At, you know, what is something that you would say, Hey, this is probably step one, step two, step three. So step one for small bit for small business, I, I would say is, um, we take small business owners and me included, we take on too much and we take on a lot and we, we feel like we have to get it done at a certain time. Mm -hmm. So I think a big part of it is delegating and being okay with delegating that by handing off a project saying, I need help is not a sign of weakness. It's, it's really, it's an encouragement for your company that you're saying, Hey, I'm growing. And so I need help. So I think that's a big part of it is being okay with handing off things. And then second is um, encouraging and guiding your team to be able to take on those projects, to be able to feel the confidence that, hey, they're going to get that work done and I know it's going to be done right. And then third, the big one, like we said, is that take time for you, <laughs> you know, make sure that because in order for you to love your business, you've got to love yourself. I love that. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, there's so many little nuggets and things there that you've just kind of put in there and it's just like, Oh, that's really good. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> so I could probably chop this up into about 51 minute or 30 second slots and it would be like so perfect. So that's really, really great stuff. Okay. Right. Um, so if somebody wanted to get in touch with you, because I know, I mean, even in my own personal life, I, again, I, I look at things and I think I just need to get this done. If I take a step back and actually assess and say, you know what, I actually don't need to do that myself. I can delegate that. And in order to delegate that, obviously it's got to go to somebody as a single business owner, entrepreneur type of an individual. And I know that there's many out there. What can, if they got in contact with you, how can they benefit? And then how can they get in contact with you? So the best part, like how they benefit from it is that we can take on those tasks that are just wearing people down, you know, whatever it may be, we do small projects, big projects. And so um, it doesn't matter what once one time or ongoing for a year, it doesn't matter. So um, we take on the, the struggles that people are facing, you know, with the little tasks. Um, so the big part of getting a hold of me, my website is NAC and company, N-A-K and company.com. On there, it has myself, my bio, all my admins bios um, about all our services. Um, and then through there, there's a link where it can, if you fill out the form, it goes straight to, directly to me. That's when I do the pre-screening of finding out, oh, this is the perfect person for this, you know. And, right. um, or they can just email me at megan at knackandcompany.com, M-E-G-A-N. Awesome. And a uh, little side note, because I was doing a little bit of inspection on the, the website. I love the bios because you oh, feel like you get to know the person. And I yes. think that's so important because for me, if I'm going to hire somebody, I want to resonate with them and I want to feel yes. it. And I think that's so important with your company. I love what you've done with those bios. So Thank you. if nothing else, go to the website and check out how she's done that because it is a great lesson in building relationships before you even talk to them. Yes, so it's, it's so awesome. So that, anyway, so I wanted to share that. So uh, Megan, thank you. I mean, I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the car conversations and I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate you taking leadership both in your business as well as with your children and everything else that's going on in your home life. I, I, I just want to say I'm proud of you as a person. I think you're thank doing you. awesome. Um, but again, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. It's been fun. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Small Business Made Simple. If you learned something insightful, actionable, or useful that you're excited to implement in your business, please leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Not only are you helping other future listeners find the show, you're giving them an opportunity to learn something valuable they can implement as well. Thanks as always for listening to the Small Business Made Simple podcast, where we believe in providing you with the tools you need to stand out to your customers, beat your competition, and grow your business.